0: Welcome back to Big Lez's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's talk about the weekend that was for round 11, the buy round, Saturday and Sunday. We'll get into the first game, obviously being the Warriors v. the Broncos. Now, the Broncos, geez, they tried very hard to hold off this Warriors outfit, only just doing so as well. They were very strong, the Warriors. They made this game very, very competitive in a game. The Warriors, a lot of people said they should have won. I was saying at the start that the side that this Broncos team has brought in, Tristan Saylor, uh, Keenan Palacea, Corey Jensen to start, Pierre Cura off the bench, you know, some of the guys they brought into this team were absolutely fantastic, and it showed in this game. The guys they brought in did the job. They were very, very good. Tristan Saylor obviously hasn't gotten used to the combinations of Ezra Mam uh, and Adam Reynolds yet, so you could see that he wasn't the best player on the field, obviously, but he was Still very dangerous. He ran for just under 150 meters, I believe. It was still very, very dangerous. And the Broncos only just grabbing the win against a very hungry Warriors side. I think that's the Warriors' first loss at home this season. Might be the first or the second loss they've had at home this season. I don't think they've lost many games at home regardless, it was a very, very entertaining game of football. Uh, yeah, I was super impressed with this one. You know, some of the younger guys as well that have come into this Warriors team, Rocco Berry, I thought that was his best game in a Warriors jersey. Dallin Wateni Zelezniak did a fantastic job, as he always does. He is a prolific try scorer. You know, chance of a good clock start. I thought his defense was quite solid. You know, he was very good under the high ball as well. He made it very hard for Adam Reynolds to put pressure on with kicks. Yeah, it was a very, very solid game of Football and over this weekend we've had some really solid games of football. Uh, You know, all of them pretty much being you know only just over the thirteen plus margin. if, If if even that, like it's been very very close games of football. It was very nice not to have a massive blowout. It was nice that. Every single game this weekend, including Thursday and Friday, was competitive. And that's what I liked about this one as well. It was very competitive. We didn't know what was going to happen until the final minutes. It was a very, very solid game of football. Now the Warriors they did have a bit of a rough start. They only completed at sixty six percent in the first half sets, making nine errors, and finished the game with seventy five percent completion rate. So it's not too bad, but it's not the best thing in the world. And I think it was just both teams were making a few errors. There was you know a little bit of inconsistency with the conditions. Uh, but I thought that as I said, it was a very very competitive and strong game. Uh, the Broncos only completed at eighty percent themselves, so only five percent over uh, the what the Warriors were so it was one of those games where it was very very even as I said and it could have gone either way now I thought that Jordan Rickey I thought that he was a standout for Brisbane you know he it was very strong in the back row he played in the full 80 minutes scoring a try and he topped the tackle count with 42 as well uh, Freddie Lusick, you know obviously left the field with a HIA he failed he did not look well after going to the ground it was a pretty rough tackle he sort of got his head in the wrong spot knocked himself out cold and then didn't know where he was when he woke up It was quite ugly there for Freddie Lussick and obviously no surprises that he'll be out going into next weekend will they have to dig into the magic hat here and get Bailey Simonson to play uh, to st- and sorry, just to play starting hooker for the Warriors going into next week, uh, depending on if they have the buy or not. I'll actually double check that now, but they might have to get Bailey uh, Siren and sorry to play. Uh, hooker for the next game, and they do play uh, this coming week as well up against the Dolphins. That is going to be very, very tough for them, especially going into that game without a hooker, depending on if Wade Egan is 100% to play, uh, that will be a very big factor for them going into that one. The Warriors, I believe they could be at home for that one as well. Let me double check. Uh, Did look like they were the home team. It's on Saturday. It's the first game of Saturday. Yeah, and they are at home. They're at home again, the Warriors, which is very, very good for them. A bit of an advantage for them. They haven't played a game against each other too, uh, the Dolphins and the Warriors. So very, very interesting. It's very fresh. We can't go into the stats really other than the form guide. Uh, We'll get into that obviously in the preview. But yeah, look, very interesting with the Warriors uh, going into next week without potentially without a dummy half. As I said, it depends on the fitness of Wade Egan and how, or should I say when, he can come back for them. be very interesting to see if, as I said, Bally Siren maybe gets a crack at starting nine or if they go into the little bag of tricks there and get one of the reserve grade guys to come back in. And there's a specific guy, his name escapes me, but he has played hooker before and done a pretty decent job. So he probably will come in. His name does escape me. I'll have to go and look a bit deeper into that one. Uh, but yeah, as I said, very interesting if they go into that game without Wade Egan. Looking more into the Broncos, you know, we were talking about some of the guys coming in and how it was still a pretty competitive team. Uh, Xavier Willison off the bench, he was quite good in terms of setting the tempo of this game. Uh, He came on really, really aggressive. He did get put on a report for a dangerous tackle on the hour mark, but I thought that he was quite solid in this one for Brisbane. Uh, It was Brisbane's first game in New Zealand since 2019. They obviously had a tribute, um, you know, quite on the back of the jersey as well. Um, So it was really lovely for them uh, to get a game over in New Zealand. And obviously for New Zealand, it was lovely to have the Thank You New Zealand written on the back of the Brisbane Broncos jerseys. And I thought the New Zealand jerseys were quite clean as well. Uh, But yeah, look, Brisbane only just too good in the end. They scored the same amount of tries. It was just a conversion or two that let them down. Obviously, a penalty goal by Adam Reynolds as well. Uh, You know, two conversions letting them down. It was a pretty rough defeat there for the Warriors. But you got to credit guys like Toru Harris. He made 39 tackles. you got to credit guys like Adam Fanil blake 264 metres in this game. He was amazing in a losing team. He was probably one of the better front rowers of the week, just quietly. Uh, and Dylan Wateni's a Lesniak. Three tries, three line breaks, a few tackle busts to his name as well. Uh, and obviously, he had an absolute cracker in NRL fantasy. Wish I had him. Anyway, but yeah, as I said, some of these Warriors guys. I mean, Torhu Harris, 212 metres, 70 post contact. Fanua Blake made 111 post contact meters. 111, six tackle busts to his name as well. Dalmor a Lesniak, nine tackle busts. Marcelo Montoya, six tackle busts. Charles Luger Clockstarred, eight tackle busts. I mean look at this team. They were super competitive. They were very, very dangerous. They nearly got a win as well. In very, very late, a very late surge. Almost got them the win as well. Uh, but yeah, you I mean you look at this other team as well. Palacea, 154 meters with 62 post contact. Uh, Corey Jensen 180 meters with 85 post contact. Uh, Jordan Ricky 113 meters with 42 post contact meters and 41 tackles. Made in this game with only one missed tackle, like that is absolutely insane. Two tackle busts to his name as well. Jordan Ricky Kurt Caper, one sixty one. I mean, fuck! It was an awesome game to watch. Adam Reynolds run for hundred and forty six meters for a halfback. That is absolutely unheard of. Uh, he also let me get find it. Kicked meters five hundred fifty four uh, five hundred forty four. Sorry as well. He was amazing, um, yeah, fuck, it was a super competitive game, a lot of standout performances uh, and yeah, look, I mean, three tackle bus as well, Jesus Christ, for Adam Reynolds, uh, super competitive game, very close, could have gone either way and that was the theme of this weekend as well for most of the games but, you know, the Warriors, very unlucky not to win that one uh, and the Bron- Brisbane Broncos with the... With you know, the amount of outs in their team, I mean, you look at all the outs. Uh, Patty Carrigan was out. Um, Payne Haas. Reece Walsh, you know, there's a lot of outs in this team and they still managed to come out uh, and get the win, which was very, very impressive in New Zealand as well. Uh, we move on to the next game, which was the Raiders and the Rabbitohs. Now, look, we've got to talk about it. Obviously, Corey Hauer, and Naira went down very, very late in the piece uh, towards the midpoint of the second half uh, and had a seizure, which was absolutely hectic. It was about 10 minutes that he was on the ground for there. Not to say that I timed it, but... You know, it was a very long time that he was on the ground there. Corey Harrell, we were in Laura as well. It was very, very scary. The fact that he was on the ground for so long as well just made you want to think the worst. It was really, really hectic. Uh, I thought that, you know, the NRL handled it, handled it really well. The, the trainers handled it really well, um, you know, getting the stretcher out there um, you know, and trying to get him onto the stretcher and off the field as soon as possible. But unfortunately, obviously, he was having a fit for a very, very long time. Obviously confirmed yesterday that he's all good, so thank goodness for that. Obviously started speaking last night and, um, you know, w- was scanning some movement back last night. Um, you, but, yeah, look, it was, it's just hectic to see. You don't want to see it. You know, unfortunately we play a contact sport and people get hurt and sometimes... You know, on and, and a, and a very rare occasion, these sort of things happen, and it's very, very scary. Uh, but thank God that he is okay. And, um, you know, obviously, he will probably miss next week and maybe even the next few weeks, depending on, you know, the extent of the scans and whatnot that comes back. You know, it was very strange the way that he went down as well. It wasn't even from contact, it was, you know, he literally was walking around after a decision had been made on the Isaiah test, um tackle, I think he was tackled in goal, uh, and there was still a decision being made, they were going to do a captain's challenge, the Rabideaus, and he just went down, and he was having a fit for about five or six seconds before the ref even picked it up and had to stop the captain's challenge to, you know get someone out there to look after him. It was really hectic scenes. Uh, but as I said, thank God he's okay. Corey Harrow, we hate to see these things happen in our game. But yeah, really hectic scenes. Um, look, as for the game itself, I thought Seb Chris, um, you know, in the limited time that he had was okay. Obviously, he didn't get to play beyond the 25th minute. Uh, obviously, due to an ankle injury, it was really bothering him. Uh, the fact that they left him out there for that long as well, he was limping for a while and they were keeping him out there for a long period and obviously they had to take him off uh, and put Jordan Jordan Rapana at fullback. As soon as they did that, though, they looked like a much more dangerous team. And, you know, that just credits Jordan Rapana and the ability that he has. Because over the past few weeks, Seb Chris has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, And, yeah, it was very, very hectic to see him come off the field. He'll probably miss the next few weeks. Could potentially see the reintroduction of Xavier Savage into the team at fullback, you know, depending on how he's going in New South Wales Cup at the moment. haven't been watching too much New South Wales Cup. Uh, But hopefully, you know, he's playing well enough to come back into this Raiders outfit and hopefully his introduction back into this side. There's two spots that obviously open up. Obviously, um, one of those being Jared Croker as well. It's been confirmed that he will be rested uh, going into this weekend uh, due to Ricky Stewart wanting him to play his 300th game in Canberra, which I guess is fair enough, but hopefully that's what he wants to do as well. You know, he might want to play going into this week and, you know, Ricky Stewart's holding him back and resting him Um, and, you know, he could potentially lose a spot in the team as well. I mean, you think about some of the guys they have waiting in reserve grade, you know, that one week could really make a difference. I think it's lucky for Jared Croker that, you know, Seb Chris is injured and they won't move Seb Chris back into the centers um, because, you know, as I said, he could very easily lose his spot then Jared Croker because of the young talent. Uh, But yeah, look, unlucky for Seb Chris, hopefully not out for too long. Uh, And obviously Jordan Rapana, as I said, he did a great job uh, filling in at fullback. And as I said, Looked like a much more dangerous outfit as well with him there. Um, on the back of 58% possession in the first half, the Raiders made five line breaks to South Sydney's two and missed just two tackles compared to their opponent's 21. 21 missed tackles from South Sydney in the first half. Uh, that's pretty hectic. Um, it was the Raiders' first game at the course stadium since 2019 grand final, obviously against the Sydney Roosters. Uh, following his double in... Tw- In the round 13, Rabbitohs winger Alex Johnston has now scored nine tries in his past 11 games against the Raiders as well. It was just a bit of discipline and defense for South Sydney that really let them down. You know, 21 missed tackles in the first half. They didn't make a lot of tackles in the second half either. Um, And yeah, you know, off the back of some hectic performances, you know, you got Josh Papali'i always doing what he does. Um, You know, Corey Horsburgh was fucking outstanding in this game. He went over for a try on this one as well um, to get the lead for the Raiders early in the first half. I mean, take a look at some of these performances from the Raiders team. Joseph Tarpanay, 227 meters, 50 tackles. Albert Hopper Two line breaks, obviously ran for a ton of meters as well. He ran for 217 meters in this team. 66 post contact, three tackle busts as well. Jordan Rappner made six at fullback as well and ran for 166 meters. Um, Yeah, look, some really solid performances in this one uh, for the Canberra Raiders. Josh Papali'i, 33 tackles, zero missed. Pasami Saldor, 33 tackles, zero missed as well. Uh, And then obviously, Tarpane, 50 tackles, and he missed none. As well. That is a solid effort there. Uh, you got guys coming off the bench that had really solid performances as well. Emre Gula, I thought, was great off the bench. Uh, only ran for 58 meters, but he was so tough when he came on. 91 meters for Nick Kotrick coming on, going onto the wing. Obviously, for Sebastian Chris when he went off, Jordan Rapiner went to fullback, and then Cotrick went to the wing. But yeah, look, I. As I said, super solid performances. Corey Hawes brought on an edge, ran for 91 metres. He had seven hit-ups, four tackle busts. You know, really, really solid performance there. 45 tackles, zero missed as well. Uh, Really solid performances from these Raiders forwards. It was a very dominant forward battle for the Raiders. Uh, Isaiah Tass, you know, I think that's one of the better games that he's had at centre. 163 metres, 39 post contact, three tackle busts. Uh, and 11 tackles with a zero missed there for Isaiah Tass. I thought he was sensational. And one of the shining lights too, obviously with Campbell Graham out, I thought that he was outstanding. Jed Cartwright was obviously unlucky. He came off a little bit earlier than anticipated, but he still ran for 106 metres in this uh, game at centre as well. I thought that he was really, really solid there. Uh, In terms of guys in the middle making a difference for South Sydney, you know, you had guys like David Totola, 141 metres, Hame Sele, 129 meters as well. Um, You know, in his first game back, obviously, uh, from injury, Keelan Kalonwatungi ran for 140 meters in this game, 29 tackles with only three missed. I mean, some really solid performances. Talos Duncan as well. You know, there's some really good signs there for him. Uh, He had a small stint, uh, but he, you know, he looked really tough when running the ball. His ball playing was great. He looked really dangerous, and, you know, if he's a reoccurring guy in this team, You know, I will not be surprised in the slightest. He's been killing it in New South Wales Cup or Jersey flag. Um, He's been really, really solid, and he's been well-hyped by the South Sydney fans as well. And, you know, there's no surprise at all. He plays a very, very similar game to Cam Murray. You know, and he'd be great to have on the bench there for South Sydney as well if they do pick him going into this weekend. I believe that we're playing this week South Sydney uh, let me have a look at the teams having a buy. The buy teams for this week are Parramatta, Newcastle, and Manly. Uh, and I think that's a good segue to get into that game, Newcastle and Manly. Um, you know, Margie with the hat trick, you know, and he still wasn't the standout player for me. He scored a hat trick, but he still wasn't the standout player. You know, it was a really gutsy win as well. Don't let the scoreline fool you, 28-18. Super gutsy performance by the Manly Seagulls. Yes, they went down, um, but you know the Knights played quite well. They played a fast game of football. It was just errors from both teams that let each other down. It nearly let the Knights down as well. You know the lead changed back and forth. It was probably the most lead changes in a game this season. You know it changed about four or five times. Uh, The Knights only just got that twenty-eight to eighteen scoreline at the end of the game with a really, really outstanding. You know, mind-boggling um you know, hundred meter run from Dominic Young for the final try, which was absolutely insane. Definitely didn't see it coming. Uh it after a really shocking set as well on Newcastle's line from mainly, you know, that last tackle kick from Schuster was fucking questionable. It was questionable. It made you question whether he's a half or not, uh, that kick. But uh, you know, other than that, I thought that he was okay, um, you know, being one of the main halves with Dalitari Evans out. Cooper Johns didn't even play the full game either. Obviously, Jake Arthur came onto the field. I thought that he was quite mediocre, but, you know, I was impressed with the amount of times he ran the ball as well, um, taking on the defensive line, Jake Arthur. Uh, but, yeah, look, it was as I said, it was just errors that cost Manly in the end, and it was... As I said, nearly costing the Newcastle Knights, gutsy game of football, scrappy game of football. It was definitely the definition of a sli- shit slinger for sure. Uh, Jesus, that was a tongue twister there. Uh, the Knights forward, Lucky Fitzgibbon, obviously night ended early when he succumbed to a calf injury. And fuck, that's been a reoccurring, you know, injury for players over the past few weeks. The calf injuries. I think Ryan Madison had one. Um, you know, I think a player came off for Parramatta the other night with one as well. You know, there was a few calf injuries over the past week, um, and Lockie Fitzgibbon, just one of those that had their night ended early due to that calf injury. Uh, Toletel Cowler was obviously sin bin in the 65th minute. That was a massive moment in the game uh, for the Newcastle Knights. The fact that they didn't score with Cowler off, they didn't actually score. Obviously, I, would, I wouldn't count the Phoenix Crossland try, obviously, when he just got sent off Cowler, um, but, you know... After that, they did not score until Keller came back onto the field, and that was obviously that long-range try from Dominic Young. Let's read out some stats for this game because it was gutsy. Now, the possession count was 58% possession towards the Newcastle Knights, 42% to Manly. By the end of the game, the completion rate was quite even as well. Knights had an 82% completion rate with 37 out of 45 sets completed, compared to Manly's 84%. Sorry, with 28 out of 33. Sets completed so very solid there from Manly. Unfortunate, as I said, that they didn't get the win in the end. Uh, in terms of all running meters, the Knights actually ran for more meters with a hundred well, one thousand sorry, seven hundred and seventy nine meters compared to the Manly Seagulls, one thousand two hundred ninety seven meters. In terms of tackle efficiency on average for both teams in this one, it was eighty eight point five six percent tackle efficiency on average for the Knights in this game where it was 84.76% for the Manly Seagulls. I think that in itself was a difference maker as well for this game. Talking about some of the players, I mean, I think it was the best game I've seen all year from Bradburn Best. I think he was immense in this one. Uh, In the first 40 minutes, he got a try, a try assist, a line break, and 99 running meters. To end the game, he had 169 running meters. He had 61 post contact meters, 7 tackle busts. I mean, he was outstanding for the Newcastle Knights, and every time he got the ball... uh, he was extremely dangerous. Uh, Greg Mars, you had 11 tackle busts in this game. He was so dangerous. Obviously, he scored three tries, had three line breaks, uh, and obviously, Dom Young as well. I mean, both sides of the park were outstanding. 213 metres, obviously 100 of those um, coming from that 100-metre try that he ran for. Phoenix Crossland, 45 tackles. Uh, Lachlan Croker, on the other hand, for the Manly Seagulls, had 40 tackles. Sean Kepi ran for 143 meters to top the running meters for the Manly Seagulls. To finish this review off, obviously, let's get into some stats now. Uh, the Knights have won four of their past five games at McDonald Jones Stadium. And uh, Knights winger Greg Marsiew has now scored eight tries in his past five games at McDonald Jones Stadium as well. So he's building a bit of a record at McDonald Jones Stadium. Uh, it was a very solid game from the outside backs from both teams. Lachlan Croker was outstanding as well. For Manly, he's an, another guy that I forgot to bring up. He was great. I thought that he was very dangerous when he was coming out of dummy half or when he was getting into first receiver a little bit as well. this game. He was great. Dom Young, Greg Mars, you outstanding. Bradman Best, probably the best game I've seen from him uh, in a Newcastle Knights jersey. Uh, Callum Ponga, look, I mean, he was okay. He was okay in this game. He was definitely great with his ball playing and very dangerous as always going down that left-hand side. Is it really that much different to what we saw from him only two weeks ago in the number six jersey? I mean, not really. So, I mean, it doesn't really make a difference whether he wears the one or the six. He's very dangerous down the left-hand side and he can do a lot of things for you with the footy in his hands. He's always been a very dangerous player. To sum up, Scrappy game, but a solid game of football, nevertheless. Um, Jake Arthur went okay as well in his debut for the Manly Seagulls, uh, playing around about 40 to 30 minutes in the second half. Um, But, yeah, look, a very solid game, Uh, 28 to 18. It doesn't really reflect how solid and tight this game was, and obviously the Knights only getting the win uh, towards the back end of the game as well. So solid by the Knights. Unlucky that Lockie Fitzgibbon is out for the next few weeks with a calf injury. Hopefully that is, uh, you know, sorted sooner rather than later. In terms of the in bin, I didn't think it was that bad. But obviously, uh, the bunker and the referee thought otherwise. And obviously, he could be missing the next few weeks, if not just the one week. But some very solid games to finish off this round of football.